Welcome to the 710 Postscript Podcast. 710 is a family of young adults committed to following Jesus, serving one another, and kingdom living for the good of our city. My name is Lish. And my name is Jade. We are your co-hosts. Join us for this first season as we laugh and talk about practical ways to live out what we are learning. Oh, and P.S., don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for coming back and joining us for another 710 Postscript. We're really excited to be here. I'm here with my co-host, Jade. Hi, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) And we are going to talk about our message from this last Tuesday. Um, Last week, we interviewed Corey, which was really great, kind of just getting to know him a little bit better and what brought him to redemption and how he's feeling about now being the official pastor of 710. So today, we want to talk about this series that we're in. Um, We've been talking about a lot about family, and this series has been based off of a book by Scott McKnight called A Fellowship of Difference. And I think it's been really, really helpful. It's been helpful for me. Yeah, it's been pretty helpful for me too, the sections that she told me to read. (laughs) In all fairness, I'm not done with the book either, but it's really, it's really great. And I think that this is just going to be so good for our family and learning Mm -hmm. how to uh, be a family that's um, just for each other. So we just wanted to kind of, we're just going to jump right in um, and just talk about some different topics that Corey brought up in his message. We wanted to start off with the nacho analogy. Oh my gosh. So (laughs) nachos, gosh. Um, In the book, (laughs) the analogy is actually salad, which is really great and makes a lot of sense. Yeah. If you read the book and you heard the nachos, you were like, oh, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) Nachos aren't quite cutting it. No. I mean, nachos are good. Don't get me wrong. And you can pile those up and, you know, eat them collectively. But it's not the same. The salad analogy really demonstrates um, what sometimes love and being around different families can look like. So what we have the um, American way of eating a salad. So you have your lettuce and you have your vegetables and whatever else you had in a salad but then what do you do you dump all of the dressing on there like all the ranch all the caesar like and all that's all you taste and it you don't really get to notice the different types of lettuces that were put in or the different type of tomatoes or carrots or whatever else there's no difference in that type of salad then you have the like Pinterest or the Instagram salad. So this is the salad that you have all of your ingredients, but instead of them being tossed together, they're sectioned out so you can clearly see what each part is. So you might have your protein and then you have your greens and then you have your vegetables and everything's like in its little perfectly proportioned sections. And that's basically just so that we can take a pretty picture and put it on Instagram and say, this is what we're eating. Yeah. And does that make you think of like clicky like families or like maybe ways that people are just are with like like people and you don't really get to experience the other flavors when you eat like that um, in terms of like your salad. So um, that's what I think of when I thought of that analogy of interest, Pinterest looking salads. Yes. It's just very like everything's like in its little perfect like section by itself Mm -hmm. um 
And so then you have the last way, which is what Scott McKnight says is the right way to eat the salad. So in his book, like the analogy he gives is you take all of your different ingredients, you chop them up into good pieces, toss them together, and then you lightly dress your salad, whether with dressing or olive oil or something that's going to like help bring those ingredients together rather than smother them and just cover everything or keeping everything separate. But like you want something that's going to bring harmony and continuity and really enhance all of the different flavors of the things that you've put in your salad. So... This is why the nacho analogy does not work that great because <laughs> nachos, you basically just throw everything together always. There's no other way to eat a nacho, but that's okay, Corey. We love you. And oh, yeah. we, we get, we got where you were trying to go. Yeah. So, so oh no, go ahead. Sorry. Um, talking about salads and talking specifically about Scott's way of eating the right salad, we wanted to just talk about how harmony helps, um, how that works in a family and kind of mm -hmm. what that even could look like in our 710 family. When you're thinking about all these different people in the commons, you have so many different personalities, different backgrounds, different life stories. Jade, you had a really great um, analogy or just even a, an idea of like what that can look like when you're trying to like bring all these different people together. Yeah. So when you, we were, I was meeting with someone recently um, and even just having conversations with you, how I'm pretty extroverted and how you're pretty introverted and how we're able to be friends and compliment mm -hmm. one another, um, how to even approach people who are different than you. Um, this person I had met with, uh, they're super introverted and they were uh, nervous about, you know, joining into the 17 community and I realized when I was talking to this person, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm loud and I'm like, ah, I had a lot of caffeine that day. <laughs> and so I recognized like, okay, my energy and how I approach her would almost feel like an attack or maybe offensive to her and overshadow her, um, her, gen their gentleness. And so I had to bring myself down in order to meet her where she was at and understand how does she like to be approached? How does she, um, want to be conversed with and kind of recognize that. So when we talk about being in a family that is different, you can't like how you want to be friends with somebody, how you want to be, um, approached. You have to recognize like, how does how is this person that I'm walking towards and trying to be um, with who's different from me? And how can I bring myself down to an extent to understand them? That way we can build up from there um, into ways that would allow them to come into their true selves and be friends with me and I can be friends with them. Mm. I love that phrase you just used, build up, because I think sometimes it's so easy, you're like initial, like going into something, you're like, just bam, and you just come in, however that is, whether it's the super extroverted, like loud in your face, or being introverted, quiet, more reserved, but trying to connect with people on their level and then giving time for that relationship to build. And once you're more comfortable with each other, then you can both be more of like who you really are, your true self. Mm -hmm. And you you have that trust and now that relationship built um, where you can be like, okay, I can be more myself and this person can accept that and be okay with it because they understand 
this is just how I normally am. Mm -hmm. So I think that's super important of like, there really is a process and, and there, it just takes time. Like friendships and relationships take time. And I know for me, like I've struggled because like you said, I am more of an introvert and especially like being on leadership with 710, there've been times where I've really been like, okay, we're at 710. Like, I know I need to meet people. I need to talk to people. I need to be friendly and outgoing and all of these things, but that's not generally like my normal. I'm, I'm definitely more like reserved and quiet. And then there's been times where I've like gone up to somebody and like, okay, I've really like psyched myself up and I'm going to talk to this person. And then I start talking to them and it just feels awkward. And maybe they don't really (laughs) respond or they don't respond the way I think they should. And everything then my I just like I just start to break down and like I'm like I can't do this and I'm just trying to like think about how do I get out of this conversation and then I walk (laughs) away from it and I'm like I'm never meeting another new person again like I just it's so overwhelming but I think really like allowing for time and just like okay you talk to someone and maybe it doesn't go the way like I expected or wanted it to go the first time but if I just like withdraw and then never like put myself out there again whether it's with that same person or somebody else it's like you miss out on like what God's trying to do in this community and so just like allowing for like time and like okay you talk to someone and maybe they don't respond the way that you did and so then I just think about a different way that maybe I can approach them the next time and try to like interact with them well even allowing space and grace for awkwardness (laughs) I feel like I as someone who is extroverted, I will walk into situations as if like, all right, I got this. And then I say something, I put my foot in my mouth. (laughs) I'm like, oh no. Then I feel like, man, I don't want to go talk to people because I'm sometimes afraid to um, be too overpowering or walk into situations and be like, wow, I did not say the right thing. Um, I did not uh, go into this conversation with anything to give or input. And that makes me feel like I don't want to go talk to other people. Yeah, totally. Well, so something that Corey brought up is love. We talked a lot about that this last time at 710. And I think that's so great to really emphasize what love actually is, because I feel like in our culture, we have just a lot of different definitions of love. And Corey did touch on that. As Corey was going through his sermon, I was thinking about just like all the ways that we use the word love. So like we talk about like, oh, I love tacos or I would say something like, I love the Cardinals, (laughs) which I feel like, (laughs) okay, stop. (laughs) I feel like those things are true and I really do enjoy those things, but we just like, we throw that word around so easily or even just thinking about like the social place that we're in in this world and like the phrases that we say, like love wins or love is love. And you you just have, love is such a buzzword right now in our culture. But when you think about what God says love is and when you look at how mm-hmm. God has loved us and loved this world, it's so different than just the way we flippantly like use the word love. And so Corey really touched on three different things that are from this book by Scott McKnight. Love being with someone, love being for someone, and loving someone unto a particular goal. So in this podcast, we really want to talk about being with someone. And actually, it's really Mm -hmm. great because Jade, you and I, we talked about, even before um, Tuesday night, we talked about presence and being with people. And then it was so great that like Corey just kind of reiterated that in his sermon. So when we talk about like being 
with people, what what does that look like for you? Well, even um, us working through some of the um, the unhurry, the unhurrying mm. from John Mark Comer, like it takes time to be with people and it takes presence. And so just being around somebody that you're wanting to get to know or be who is different than you, um, you just have to <laughs> show up <laughs> and you just have to be there and be consistent. Being with someone is not like, a, oh, this one day um, they're kind of frustrating me so I'm not going to come be with them like you just have to continue to be Mm. with people that might be difficult or you know might be someone that you don't quite understand but if you're really looking to push through um some of your own like blindness and understand others you just have to like be with them whether that means you know that getting the coffees or whether that means um just like just like being in the same outings together whatever that looks like just having the presence to be with them. Yeah. Corey used that phrase, which again is also from Scott Manig's book, rugged commitment. So exactly what you're saying of like, even when you don't feel like showing up, you don't feel like being with and loving that person, you still are going beyond what you think you're capable of and like allowing God to work in you. And it's great because I, Like I can think of situations in my life. So even like first coming back to 710 and obviously 710 looks so much different now than when I was coming back in like 2014, 15. But like the group of friends that I had at this time and there was a particular person that was like in my group of friends that we just have very different personalities. Um, And I would say it was not always easy for me to get along with this person. But because of being with them and having the same group of friends, and so we were always like doing things together, it wasn't a way easier to love this person at the time because I was much more focused on being kind to them, caring for them, caring about their life, praying for them, all of these things, because I knew that I had to be with this person. When we hung out on the weekends, this person was probably going to be there. When we went to lunch after church on Sunday, this person was probably going to join us. And so I just knew like whether I want it or not, this person is going to be with me and with our group of friends. And so it was so much easier at the time to like have that on my mind But like once that group of friends like changed, people just started going different ways, work things, life things, relationship things, just Mm -hmm. just things change. Life just like moves forward. And now that I'm not with that person as much, I do find that like sometimes when I have to interact with that person again, it's hard. And especially like if I'm not prepared, like if I don't know that I'm walking (laughs) into a situation where this person's going to be there and it kind of catches me off guard. I, I do find that it's like so much easier to be irritable because I'm not I'm not with that person like we don't have that proximity anymore. And so then when I do have to be around them, it, I do find myself like being irritable or just being frustrated so much easier because I'm not as prayerful about it and I'm not thinking about it as much. Yeah. Anymore. So it, it really does like proximity is is huge just for any I mean just for friendships even with people you like right I was gonna say even joining like the the leadership development program that we had starting in March I mean Sarah Tyler Kendrick Ray Abel like all all of the Jonathan 
those I love those people to pieces now, but they are not people I think I would have just instantly been like, oh, I'm going to go be this person's friend. I think even a couple interactions I've had with them, it was very like superficial. And it was like, oh, I'm not going to tell you who. But some, some of them, it was like, okay, I don't know if we could be friends. And the fact that God had placed us together in a setting where we had to grow with one another mm. and learn. Um, we now I can say they're people that I would, I love being with them and I've learned so much from them in their different cultures and their God stories and how they even, you know, see the Lord move in the lives of others. And just the way that God has blessed us to have this like perspective. I just absolutely, I absolutely love it, but that's not something that I would have gotten if we weren't push to be with one another. Mm, Yeah, totally. It is interesting and funny how like we have the option to make a choice to be with people, but then also the times where God just says like, no, you're going to like be with this person, (laughs) like for whatever reason, whether it's because of job, um, a job situation or being at church and like being in the same communities or ministries or whatever the times where God just like, no, like I want you to be with these people and learn to love them. And again, maybe some of them, it comes easy. Um, but oftentimes like there's going to always be those people where you're like, okay, I really have to like (laughs) work, um, at doing this. And so I think that that is a really good, that's a really good thing. So, Let's talk a little bit. Um, actually, I this book. So it's funny. Corey is talking about this book, Fellowship of Difference by Scott McKnight. And then it made me think about this book I had read. I'm just going to do a little shout out because I think this book is fantastic. <laughs> I have read it so many times. Every time I read it, I go, I am the least loving person in the oh, world. No. It's just, it's really encouraging. It's very convicting. And it's like crazy how this book, it makes you realize loving people is really easy. Like we make a lot of excuses for why we can't love people when it's just like you just do it. And then it's also really hard. And sometimes you're like, oh, okay, all right. I just, I didn't do it today. I'm going to like do it tomorrow. <laughs> so there's this really great book. It's called The Greatest Thing in the World by Henry Drummond. It is a super short book. I think it's like maybe 50 pages um, in total. And I would totally encourage you guys, if you can find this book, I'm sure you can get it off of Amazon. Maybe it's on audiobook. I don't know. But it really is so great. And actually listening to Corey's message made me think a lot about this book. The book is based off of 1 Corinthians 13, which is why it's called The Greatest Thing in the World, um, because that's what Paul says at the end of that chapter. And... So it's really interesting because something I was thinking about in this book is just like how he kind of walks through loving people and like ways that we can practice that in our own lives. And so something that was really cool, he has a Henry Drummond, the author of this book, has a friend and he references him in this book. His friend took a challenge 30 days, he was going to read through 1 Corinthians 13. And he talks in the book about how like it just changed his friend's life um, and just really transformed the way that he loved people. And so something like that we really want to do in this podcast and even podcast going forward is give our people like practical ways that 
we can really start to implement the things that we're learning, the things that Corey's preaching on, just the different topics that we're talking about in 710. And so one thing that we wanted to like throw out to you guys is doing a challenge. Just pick a month. Most most months have 30 days, some have 31, so you could get an extra one in there, (laughs) which is great. Um, But yeah, just like being able to soak in God's word and very specifically soak in 1 Corinthians 13. I did it for a month last year and it was so great. Like I started out, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this challenge. I've read this book so many times. I've never taken the time to like stop and do it. So I just picked a month and I was like, I'm going to do this challenge. It was amazing to me how without me even knowing it, like God was preparing me for an experience of having to love someone that was really hard um, because this person and I are like really good friends and just some like things that we had to like navigate in our friendship. But like starting out the month, I didn't know any of that. Like I was like, I'm just going to do this challenge and like read this chapter. And by the end of the month, when I'm like having this relational breakdown with this friend it was so great to like have God's word in my mind because when I wanted to like be irritated with this person, I would remember that like, oh, first Corinthians 13 says love is not irritable. And when I like wanted to be frustrated or when I wanted to like list all the things that like I've done well and why this should be going my way, just thinking about like love doesn't keep a record of wrongs. It was just mm-hmm. so great the way like God used his word to like prep my heart to prepare me for this situation and then it was like, it was so hard to like be irritated or be frustrated with this person because I just kept thinking about First Corinthians 13 and like, oh, I can't be irritated. I can't be annoyed. I have to be patient. I need to be kind. It was really, really great. And so we just wanted to like throw that out as a practical thing, um, maybe a challenge that our seven tenors can do of just like reading through First Corinthians 13 for a month. Yeah. And it's a good way for you to pick up your Bible if you don't do that already. Um, I know sometimes for people it can be daunting to um, pick up the word and find where to read. And that's a good place to go. God mm-hmm. is love and what love really is um, and how to practice that. First Corinthians is one um, a good one to reference for that. Uh, another challenge that we want to set before you is something that we've already been told to do. Um, get coffee with someone who you would like to get to know or hear their God story or um, someone who's different than you, someone in your small group maybe that you just really don't talk to. Um, Corey said that challenge before us uh, a, a week or two ago. If you haven't done it already, do it. Like I have been having coffee with a couple people and it has been so life-giving to me even to understand where their relationship is with Mm. the Lord right now because not everybody is on the same path. And when you understand where someone's at with God, you find ways to pray for them and to love on them better and to, um, again, with the how to approach people, like even how to approach conversations about the Lord and um, about scripture and not making them feel like just because they Mm. don't know every single verse (laughs) in the Bible, you know what I mean? That doesn't mean that they're not trying or that doesn't mean that they're less or under you inferior is Mm. the word that I'm thinking of. Yeah. And then our last challenge that we wanted to give you guys was to pray for someone specifically in your life that maybe you just have a hard time getting along with. Um, I've always kind of had this 
I don't know. I guess you could call it a mantra. Or I don't know. For but for myself, mantra. Per- yes, and you know a mantra like a a mantra. Okay, a mantra. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, I. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that being said, here here it is. I've always said to myself, <laughs> it's really hard to be irritated with someone or upset with someone when you are praying for them and specifically praying for their good. So we wanted to challenge you guys as well as our last little challenge on love um, to just think about someone we all, we all, everybody's got that person in their life that just gets under your skin for whatever reason. It doesn't matter. It could be, <laughs> it could be legitimate or it could just be something you just don't like that just rubs you the wrong way. Like they chew loudly. Exactly. <laughs> but we want to challenge you find think about a person and then just pray for them like really and really pray for their good like don't pray that god would change them don't pray that i mean unless it is a legitimate thing that you know you you want to see like god work in their life but mm-hmm. praying for their good praying for their blessing um just waking up and like praying god just really let that person have a good day like take care of them and and bless them and just cover them with your grace and mercy and it's really amazing how i think when you're praying for someone and you are praying god's like ples- blessing and good on them how that really just changes your heart it may not change that person but God can use that to change your heart, to soften mm-hmm. your heart, mm-hmm. and to just maybe allow you to see good mm-hmm. things in that person. And instead of just like always focusing on the negative things or the things that irritate you about them. So we really hope that you guys try these challenges. Um, if you do and you just like have fun stories, come talk to Jane and I. Like we would love to hear the things that are happening and the things that you're seeing take place in your life as you really seek to love people, especially that are different than you. Because Corey said it, it's so easy to love the people that are like us. But when we really try to love those that are different and not the same, um, it's it's just really cool how God shows up. And so we would love to like hear your stories if you try any of these challenges. Love it. Um, We're usually hanging in the back. So at 710... Or if you have any of our numbers, I mean, just like feel free to reach out as well over email. We love hearing God, like God's stories and the way that God is moving. It makes, it, it allows you to know like, oh, God is doing something. And mm. when you're able to share, it helps, it, to me, it almost helps me want to keep moving forward and like, okay, I may not notice this, but with consistency and the, the will to keep going and know that God is doing something, if he did it for other people, and I mean, why wouldn't God do it for you? Mm. If you're really looking to do what he's asked us to, asked us to do and to love one another who are different. Yeah, that's so great. Well, we really do love you guys. We are with you in this um, and we're not perfect and we've got plenty of things and areas <laughs> to work on in the in the way of love. But we're so excited to just walk through this journey with you guys and be a part of this 710 family. So we are signing off for now, but we will see you guys come back in d- September. Oh my gosh. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Great. See you soon. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.